So today we've got Tom DeGiovanni. He's the head of hockey and the elite performance director at school. And we've also got Mally. She is a day student in year 10. She's also in Clifford House. Let's dive into this episode right now. Welcome back to Open Doors at St. Lawrence College, the podcast where we speak to staff, pupils, parents and the school's alumni about education in a co-ed boarding and day school. Come with us as we get into this episode right now. Well, it's good to have Tom and Mally with us here today. Tom, how are you doing? How's your day going today? I'm good, thank you. Good, thank you. It's great to have you with us. We're recording this on a Thursday. Uh, It's actually before Christmas, but we're going to be releasing this episode after Christmas. So so probably best if we don't talk about Christmas at the moment. But tell tell me how a typical Thursday looks for you. Yeah, so usually we'd have a hockey session from 11 to 1. We're our fourth formers. And then after that, we'd usually have a first team session um, in the afternoon, followed by also this term, we started running a boys after school hockey. Um, Basically, just gives those boarders an extra session for them to play more hockey in the time here at St. Lawrence. Okay, awesome. Right, I'm going to ask you a couple more things, uh, Tom, but in a minute, we're going to talk to Mally as well. But Tom, I'm going to ask you to answer on behalf of Mally what, what, why is it we've got Mally on this podcast here today? Just give us a quick summary as to who Mally is, uh, which is going to be a bit strange because she sat there right next to you, of course. <laughs> yeah, well, Mally's part of our first team squad here at St. Lawrence. So she's quite crucial and actually been part of that team when it comes to our not only our sessions, but also what she does in gameplay for us. Um, not only saying this just because she is next to us, but she is part of that core midfield that has actually given us that success this year. So, yeah, it's great to have her with us this year. Okay, I, I love that. Well, actually, let's just say hello to Mally right now. Mally, how, how's your day going today? Um, very well, thank you. Good, 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 good. Uh, what lessons do you normally have on a Thursday then? I'd start off with physics and biology and then I'd have games with Sir and then... I can't remember what I have for five and six. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Don't worry at all about it. Now, are you missing any lessons right now? No, no, it's lunchtime. Oh, so you're missing lunch break. Well, in that case, I really do appreciate you being here, Mally. Tom, let's just jump back to you for a second. You're, you're, you're there as the elite performance director. That's a fantastic title. I totally love that. What does that actually mean, though? Yeah, so on the elite performance side, um, we highlight a number of students in the school that basically fall within that criteria so basically we're looking at those top top level students um, on the athlete side of things and we see actually how we can help them not just from a sporting perspective but also just what they're doing as a whole so even if they do need help for example on the academic side what we do is we try and balance that level to make sure that obviously we're getting the best out of them and they're getting the best of what they can be. Okay, so the, the, so being head of hockey and being elite performance director, so the elite performance director part of your job doesn't just relate to hockey then, is that right? Yeah, so we also look at other, other sports, obviously, so it's not just hockey related. This year, we're lucky enough that, for me, it's a bit easier for the simple reason that our top athletes are all within hockey. So we've got um, some girls and some boys as well. Um, so it just makes it a lot easier because, obviously, this term has been really beneficial for me because it helps me build that relationship with them and obviously it helps me understand more on how we can get the best out of each other because it's not just me getting the best out of them but it's also vice versa as you know it makes my life 10 times easier if I know how they react to certain things and how I know they can be pushed to the limits. Tell me more about that why is it so important to have that good you know 
teacher student relationship yeah i feel like and this is the same as this term i've had the girls first team if it's very one-sided sometimes i can and i think manny can probably jump in on this they won't react as well so like we we do find the line where yes we want to be as professional as we can be and we want to try obviously we want to win every game that we go out there but at the end of the day if we're not enjoying each other's company if we're not you know in the right culture and the right spirit it's not really a nice environment to be in um so we do also some things out of like the hockey side of stuff we recently had our first team christmas dinner we did secret santa so we do several number of other things that you know keep that relationship more than just a student teacher playing wise but it's also other things that can help us develop because at the end of the day we just want to enjoy it malia it's great to hear from mr de giovanni but i'd love to understand from your point of view uh, given the fact that he's embarrassed you by talking about you while you're sat there what, what what what's it like having mr de giovanni as the head of hockey then yeah it's very good because he knows what he's talking about as well as he understands that some drills we just really don't understand so he breaks it down simply and he's always a good laugh to have <laughs> like he knows when we need a joke and when we need to be serious he's got the good balance with it uh, that's good to hear i mean you know everyone's got teachers i imagine that they get on better with it doesn't mean that they're better teachers than than other teachers but you know you just get those relationships which which cement in really well tom i'm picking up a bit of an accent there from you whereabouts are you from um born in malta um so i moved to the uk about six years ago now and what was it like moving across from malta to the uk yeah it was a nice transition i'm sorry about the weather by the way yeah <laughs> um but it's a small sacrifice to make obviously seeing what the hockey is like over here in england um so that was my main reason of actually moving across to come here and tom how do you see the difference between hockey in the uk versus hockey in malta yeah well it's a massive jump malta is obviously a very tiny island um Hockey is a very small sport there, so not a lot of people actually play it. We played it a bit in school, but it's not something like, you know, you come here and you've got a full set program. When I first moved to the UK, I started playing hockey at club and at university. So that was a great, like, it was the first transition of actually you get to play hockey every day. So that was a dream. And obviously now working full time in hockey is unbelievable. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Okay, let's jump back to Mally for a second. Mally, how long have you been playing hockey for then? I think my first age group was under eights, so... Okay, and given that you're in year 10 now, for people who are listening to this who don't quite understand how old each student is in each year, how old are you at the moment? I am 14 at the moment, so that is about six years. Okay, all right. So you've been playing for a good good, uh, good amount of time in that case. Now, tell me about, about the Wales under 18, because I, I heard something about this before we hit record, but I'd love to hear from you what that's all about. I've just got into the under 18 squad. I have a camp this weekend, actually. I'm just working towards hopefully getting into the adult section and maybe GB at some point. But at the moment, I'm going to focus on going to Croatia and Switzerland with the under 16 squad there as well. Wow, awesome. So you say there's a camp. Where, where's that camp going to be then? Sapphire Gardens, Cardiff. Okay, all right. Makes sense that it's Cardiff, given that it's Wales under 18. Uh, and what's the connection then between you and Wales? My mum is Welsh-speaking. She didn't learn English until she was about five or six. She lives in Rill, and then my dad is from Caffili Valleys. So 
my family scattered around Wales. Um, not English at all. Wow. Never wanted to play for England. Never have. So your heart really is in in Wales, then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can tell. I just tell by the expression on your face there, Mally. Tell me, I'd love to know how do you feel when you're playing hockey? I mean, there's a lot that goes through my head, but there's also the enjoyment as well as the strategic play in my head. But I love playing it. It's it's always been there like my mum grew up playing hockey as well um she coached south wales hockey and yeah it's great enjoyment really right okay so you clearly you've picked something up from your mother there she coached south wales hockey that's that's pretty amazing you mentioned strategic play what do you mean exactly by that it sounds a bit weird but in my head i see who has the ball and then i see different scenarios that come out of that play i see the next pass and if that doesn't work out then i'll see what other play there is in my head and I just try and plan out the rest of the game depending on who has the ball and what they're likely to do and that's just how I play my game really. That strikes me as a bit like when people play chess and they kind of predict you know future moves that their opponent's going to be playing or or making but clearly hockey is a little bit faster than chess isn't it? (laughs) Just a bit yeah. Uh, Does it get scary at all I mean you know because because sometimes that ball can fly pretty fast can't it? The short corners I find are the scariest especially if I'm running to the ball and not staying on the post because if you don't get there quick enough the closer you are the safer you are to the ball so if you don't get to the ball quick enough you could have the ball flying at your stomach your head and yeah so personally I prefer to stay on the post because of my cricketing background as well but yeah running out to the ball isn't really my thing on short corners (laughs) okay right but check you out then a bit of cricketing in there as well and we've we've talked about how it feels when you're playing, but first of all, how does it feel when you don't win a match? It feels bad, but you also know what you need to improve. I prefer to lose a match and play well in myself than win a match and play badly because I know what I need to improve on. I'm happy with my performance, but as a team, I know what I need to do. So it feels bad, but you you understand what you need to do to win the next one. So it's almost like if you win, then that's great. But if you if you don't win, then you're using that as a learning opportunity to help you to win in the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, I love that. That's really good. So I've asked you then how it feels when you don't win. How does it feel when you do win? Feels amazing. My club just won a tournament, actually. Um, yeah, we got the next round in January sometime. So it's it feels so good. Yeah, just the opportunities, like the next tournament's in Nottingham. So I'll spend two days up there just exploring as well as playing and it'll be it's a good opportunity to go places if you win i love that i really do uh mally thank you for that uh tom tell me a bit about what the facilities are like at school for for any i'm thinking anyone who's listening to this who who might have children who are a little bit younger but maybe a bit like mally maybe one of the parents is is very much into hockey what do the hockey facilities look like at school yeah to be honest all facilities here are great um i think they're one of the only few schools around um the southeast area that have got a water-based pitch um especially within the you know within an an hour's drive i'm pretty sure they are the only pitch that is actually a fully water-based pitch um so it's great obviously to have those facilities because one not only can the game be played at a much faster speed but also um players themselves can tell you that it makes everything 10 times better in fact, when you tell them that they're not playing on the water base, you can see all of them getting a bit grumpy. 
Um, so obviously, yeah, facilities wise, one is obviously great to have two pitches as it is, um, but having a water base on top of that is yeah, like putting cherry on top. And forgive me, when you say water base, what exactly do you mean by that? It means that, so the pitch has got cannons um, around the side um, and it waters the pitch just so that the ball can move a lot faster as opposed to a traditional nowadays sand-based pitch, for example, or a 3G hybrid pitch. So yeah. Okay, got it. Tom, tell me a bit about sports in school. Why is it so important, not just for hockey, but for any kind of sport in school? Yeah, well, I think like, obviously looking at the the physical side of things, there's plenty of benefits to it. Uh, but I also feel that it helps bring people together. Like here at St. Lawrence, we've got a number of boarders as well. So it helps them literally settle in within the first week. I think this year we did pre-season and after the first session, half the girls were like, all the boarders were ready like, straight into it, like joking with the others, going for team meals and chatting to everyone. And now literally they're all, you see them around school walking, talking to each other, like probably wouldn't be doing that in a classroom. Hopefully not at least. But when it comes to the sporting side of things, we encourage it as much as we can. And obviously it helps them de-stress as well. Like we know how stressful our academics can be. We've got a number of GCSE students as well um, in our first team. So we use that session just for, you know, come up, take your mind off things, focus on something else and... Yeah, it's really good. Like, I mean, I've played sport all my life, so I can't stop talking about the benefits that it brings. Without sport, I don't know where I'd be. Yeah, no, of course. Ali, it's good to hear uh, all about the, that team spirit, but also about how it can be a de-stress uh, when you're playing sport. It, it, it's great to hear that, but is that the reality? How do you find it being in year 10? It is definitely a break from the academics. Sport is a good way to relax your mind. It's scientifically proven that it makes you happier as well. It just makes people feel good about themselves and it's a good enjoyment and break. And have you got friendships within the sporting community at school uh, that you might not otherwise have then? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like with the boarders, as I mentioned, I'm really close to some of them as well. Yeah, that that's really good to hear, especially because you're a day pupil as well, aren't you? Yeah, yeah I am, yeah. So there's no kind of, um, you know, clique environment going on with boarders versus day pupils, but very much mixing in together. Until house matches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I love it. House matches. That's great. Tom, now some people in school clearly are going to be more sporty than other people. You know, some tend to be a bit more academic than they are sporty. Do you think that the, the children at school who are more academic should still do sport if it's not really their thing? Yeah, I, I definitely think they should. it should still be something that they give a go because for starters, you know, for, even if you under 18 or you ever, you could pick up a new sport when you're, I don't know, 50 plus, like it's never too late to learn a new skill. But obviously, like we said, also there's so many positives to sport outside of the physical stuff that, you know, like we said, with de-stress, it helps you with teamwork, problem solving, all these other elements that it brings to it. And it could be that just people haven't found the right sport for them. And this is one thing that we say too. We don't expect everyone to be, you know, an amazing hockey player, but it doesn't mean, you know, you can't work hard, you can't put in the effort and then it will help you become better, a better athlete or a better person in general, just because you utilize and you perform to the best of your ability. Yeah, it's, it's good to hear. And I'm reassured that you talk about people in their 50s 
playing sport because you're talking to someone who's 49. So uh, he's a little bit sensitive about that. Mally, let's jump back to you for a second. You're you're clearly you're in year 10. Year 10 is an important year. Year 11 is important as well because clearly there's a lot going on in these two years. Any idea at the moment what A-levels you're going to be doing after that? I'm really invested in history and RS, but I'm not too sure what the third one will be. It could be PE. It, I don't really know. But history and RS at the moment are very strong ones, which I'm interested in. Okay, well, it's good to have some kind of an interest like that. How how do you get the balance right between uh, playing sports and doing your academic studies as well? Do you do you feel that you've got the balance right between those two? At the moment, yes. Like I do a lot of sports. I always have done. So I've taught myself how to do my work in the car and it's definitely helped now that I'm working on a laptop as well so it's easier to just write and stuff in the car instead of trying to scribble it down whilst the bumps are happening so the laptop has definitely helped and I've just taught myself to do all the work I need to do in the car. That's good it's good to have that self-discipline that's really impressive and earlier on in this recording you mentioned about cricket as well so tell me about your cricket involvement there at school. I have been in the Kent system since I've been in year five I'm currently in the under 15 performance squad setup and the system in school is very good during the summer I play with the boys as well as the girls when the girls don't have matches and the training and the coaches are just amazing as well that's great to hear that really is uh tom let's jump back to you for a second i mean it's really good to hear from mally it's good to hear about her experience of sport you know hockey and cricket there at school is is mally the exception or are there a number of other pupils just like mally yeah mally is one of the top i'd say among a number of other students so we do have a number of other players obviously um myself being heavily involved in the hockey side of things it's great to see mally who's still in year 10 being part of that first team squad um, and that is one of the good things I'd say we've got this year in our first team squad usually it's always made up of upper six and lower six players this year however it's heavily made up of fifth form players and we've also got three to four year 10 players in that side so it builds a very nice picture for the future obviously it's good to hear about those other pupils there as well, but but I couldn't help but notice Mally's little smile that came across when you referred to her as being one of, one, one of the top pupils. And Tom, lastly, tell me something about the future of hockey at St. Lawrence. Yeah, well, obviously, um, with it being my first year here, um, is very much trying to see, trying to understand how um, the ropes are here at St. Lawrence. Um, obviously, I want to implement my own sense of culture into it, having come from a different country and being involved in hockey in a number of different places. Um, it, I feel like it's always good to be able to come into an environment with a fresh set of eyes and obviously give your own intake into it. Obviously looking at the junior sections more, so looking at Kirby, so year seven and year eight, on how we can continue obviously to develop those so that when they do end up in a couple of years time, being that first team, you know, being able to showcase all that hard work that will be put in but from myself and the rest of the team. Obviously, it's a bright future. Um, that's what we want here. And obviously, it comes together with the hard work of the current students and current athletes that we've got putting in that hard work and obviously giving us back that satisfaction. A bright future. I love it. Uh, we need to bring this podcast to a close now. But Mally, first of all, thank you for being here. It's been really good you giving up your lunch break. And thank you so much for that. Thank you for having me. And Tom, really good to talk to you as well. Really good to hear all about hockey and sport in general at St. Lawrence. Yep. Cheers for having us, Simon.
So there we are. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, please do get in touch with the school. But in the meantime, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.